story of the day and maybe of all next week, Comey's new book that's out. Um, and I'm reading so uh, from people who have read the book. It's not available, so we can't read it. The title is I'm Super Cool and Honorable in the President's A Lying Biatch. There's a little bit to that. What did Chris Wallace of Fox just say, Sean? Uh, actually, here, I've got the audio okay. for it. Let the man speak for that himself. That surprises me, frankly, is how bitchy the book is. Uh, Comey goes out of his way to say the president isn't as tall as he thought he was. He checked out the size of his hands the first time they shook hands. That he noticed that the president seemed to have little white half moons under his eyes. Maybe he had sun tanning goggles that he wore. Uh, you know, I think one could argue that by getting into the kind of political food fight that that. James Comey has done more damage to his own reputation than he has to President Trump's. Well, you, you, uh, I don't know about that, but you certainly damage your overall narrative. If your narrative of James Comey is Trump is uh, incompetent and uh, unpatriotic or whatever, and then you start talking about him fake baking, that, that hurts your argument. Yeah. Yeah. It's bitchy. It's bitchy. <clears throat> No. I got a little more on this from a review I was reading. Do you want to do Clips a Week? What order do you want to do this in? Why don't we finish up the last chunk of the Stephanopoulos thing that we have, and then uh, then do Cal. Uh, something that distracted me, because he said, you know, if there's even a 1% chance my wife thinks that's true, that's terrible. And I, and I remember thinking, there's how the could your wife think a 1% chance you were with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow? I'm a flawed human being, but... <laughs> There's literally zero chance that my wife would think that was true. So what kind of marriage to what kind of man does your wife think there's only a 99% chance you didn't do that? And I said to him, sir, when he started talking about it, I may order you to investigate that. I said, sir, that's up to you. But you'd want to be careful about that because it might create a narrative that we're investigating you personally. And second, it's very difficult to prove something didn't happen. Did you believe his denial? Honestly, never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but I don't know whether the, the current president of the United States was with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow in 2013. Wanted to say it again, didn't yes. But I don't know. Yes. You wanted to say it again, didn't you, Comey? You wanted to make sure. Did he say three or four times that he get the chance to utter the words prostitutes peeing on each other? He, he was really, really fond of making that point. I couldn't be happier with this. <laughs> I couldn't have asked James Comey for anything more. Then he has already given us. I mean, he's clearly really going out of his way to oh, yeah. use that phrase as often as possible. You guys know what the accusations were, right? Did you guys hear about this? It was the accusations with the prostitutes and the peeing on each other? Just to, just to revisit. Yeah, you mentioned it like 20 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> and then that whole, look, I'm a flawed man, but come on. My wife would know I didn't hire prostitutes to pee on each other in Moscow. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a little bitchy, and it, it does you more harm than good for your ultimate goal. If he had just stayed more straight on the line, I think he'd accomplished all the things he wanted to accomplish. On the other hand, if his goal is entertaining me, he's doing brilliantly, and I can't <laughs> wait for the rest of the interview. This like, is great. I mean, the the stuff of substance I find very interesting. The the character stuff, uh, you know, I don't. I've kind of formed an opinion of Trump already, but it's you know it's significant. I wonder the, how long... the, the the dumb stuff is just hilarious. I wonder how long the actual full interview is. I haven't seen any numbers on that yet. I assume like, it's an hour. The full hour you think they and, dedicate? And then to they've it? got lost footage that you go to the website for. Or something. Oh yes, uh, I've got they more. I've got more excerpts from the New York Times review that uh, I hadn't heard yet. So they're pretty interesting. But I guess first we'll take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. 
remember? They made a movie about me. Yeah, it was called Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Funny, huh, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you laughing or screaming? Absolutely, homie. Look. 1992 winner Fred Collins. Oh. oh, my word. That's driven out the center field. That's got some sound. Otani son has done it again. Look, this is a very dangerous day today for lawyer client relations. I don't dance now, I make money. Congress shall topple no government until it finishes rebuilding the last government it toppled. In May of 2016, Gizmodo reported that Facebook had purposely and routinely suppressed conservative stories from trending news. So my question is, did anyone at Facebook have a conversation at the time that uh, you became aware of this breach? and? have a conversation wherein the decision was made not to contact the user. No one, to my recollection, asked, so what, what's coming next from the Russians? How might we stop it? What's the future look like? It was all, what can we say about what they did and how it affects the election that we just had? Saturday Night Live will be making a huge mistake if they do not bring back that Zuckerberg character. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think even for the cold open, some of the testimony, because that, that character is hilarious from last week. Senator! Yeah, come on. You gotta go there. Yeah. So, coming up, more on the Mary River turtle, the so-called punk turtle that breathes through its genitals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it can whistle with them. We'll find out on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I also have some more excerpts from uh, Comey's book, as uh, this New York Times viewer has gotten an advanced copy. A couple of serious, a couple of couldn't be less serious. Do you want to go to break now? I, didn't... I can. I like the feel of it. Yeah, let's break early and then have a big, fat, long segment. Second half of the, the half hour, huh? Yeah. Some of the bitchy stuff from Call Me, some of the legitimate uh, comments. So stay tuned. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Comey's book, I Hate You. Donald Trump, I Hate You. Signed, James Comey. Here's everything bad I can say about Trump and good I can say about me. I hear Obama's the only person in the book who comes off with uh, flying colors. Really loves Obama. Barack Obama, former president. Obama! That's right. Um, In relationship to the FBI director, that I don't suppose that surprises me because... In the Bush administration, there's a there's they they get into stuff with the um, uh, what's torture, what's not torture, all that sort of thing. So, 
Um, so a couple of things that I wanted to hit on, some serious and some not so serious. There are some methyl. This is from someone who actually has read the book. There are some methodical explanations in these pages of the reasoning behind the momentous decisions Comey made regarding Hillary Clinton's emails. Like to read that. Yeah, during the 2016 campaign, exclamations, not exclamations, <laughs> explanations that attest to his nonpartisan and well-intentioned efforts to protect the independence of the FBI, but that will leave at least some readers still questioning the judgment calls he made, including the different approaches he took in handling the Bureau's investigation into Clinton, which he made public, and its investigation into the Trump campaign, which was handled with traditional FBI secrecy. To me, the key word there is traditional. That's traditionally the way they handle these things with presidential candidates. And they should have stuck with it, in my opinion. And well, and Comey agrees with that, as he said in the New York Post today. Says who? Um, he said says his... James Comey. We just told you that. Says who? James Comey. And your okay. question is? <laughs> Was it a good idea? Okay. Um, in retrospect, Comey said he might have handled it differently if he knew Clinton could lose. It's entirely possible that be, because I was making decisions in an environment where Hillary Clinton was sure to be the next president, my concern about making her an illegitimate president by concealing the restarted investigation is what made the decision. I don't know. Well, I don't yeah, think you're it's... thinking too much. Exactly. As the FBI director, it's not your job to think who might win. He shouldn't even get into who I think is going to win. Does the and FBI... who's going to be a legitimate or illegitimate president? Right. If, if the FBI generally doesn't announce these things, then don't. Yeah. I think that was his big mistake. He thought he could manipulate... Because that's what he thought about Loretta Lynch. I had to jump in because of the public perception of Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton. That might be true, but you're not in the public perception game. What does the FBI usually do in handling these things? I I think he got way off track. And then once he got off track, it's like trying to make up calls in an NBA game. Right. Once Once he got off track and he was trying to even things out, then it got way out of whack. And he even recognized that, it would seem. Is he an untruthful slime ball, in your opinion, Jack? I've not seen any evidence of that. according to the president. Yeah, I've not seen any evidence of him being an out-and-out liar or really favoring one side or the other. Personally, I haven't seen that. What do you think? Um, No, I don't I don't think so. I, although, you know... I think I, he values his ability to be the puppet master way too much. That's it. I think he's full of himself, yeah. Uh, back to the fun part. A little of the fun part, which is what a lot of us come here for, isn't it? Um, I'll did I tell you about that. that turtle that can breathe through its genitals? You did. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, Comey is what solved. Amazing. I wonder if it gets a cold. It's it sneezes through its genitals. I mean, you just these are things that pop into your mind. If you breathe through your genitals, you'd almost have to blow your nose through your genitals. Yeah. Huh. And is that something you look forward to? What are sneezes like? Awesome. <laughs> It's something you do around the office. I'm sorry, I have a cold. Uh. You got allergies, you go jump into a field of wheat just so you can sneeze. This is going to be fantastic. Yes, allergy season. (laughs) I'm sorry, we're off track. Here's a New York Times sentence for you. Comey is what Saul Bellow called a first-class noticer. All right, New York Times, you know who Saul Bellow is. Congratulations. Um. Trump notices, for instance, according to Comey, Comey, the soft white pouches under Trump's expressionless blue eyes. Everybody notices that. He obviously fake pigs. And as we just heard from uh, Chris Wallace, apparently then he mentions that, yeah, he fake makes, which, why is that in your book? Yeah, I know. And expressionless blue eyes, okay, that's a judgment on whether somebody's eyes 
uh, are expressionless or not is completely a judgment. I mean, yeah. it's just all me. Subjective is what I'm saying. Reptile-like is cold, dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I kind of get the reverse raccoon during the summertime when I play golf from sunglasses. Uh-huh. But I think Trump fake. Oh, bags. clearly he does. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this from James Comey, which I think he'd have been better off staying out of. Comey observes that the president's hands are smaller than his own, but did not seem unusually so. So he jumped <sighs> into the whole small hands what the what? debate. Whatever. What? Whatever. Right. Not How about a, his feet? Not a good move, Comey. If you're trying to make a My cons- nose is long. <laughs> If you're trying to make a constitutional argument for something this or that, stay away from his hand size and the color of the pouches under his eyes. What if he's trying to sell books? <laughs> well, there yeah, you go. Clearly. Good point, Sean. Clearly. What if he's just trying to sell what books? What is the proper title of the book? A Higher Loyalty colon something? something? Yeah, hang on a second. I think, I mean, because it is so pretentious. Truth lies in leadership. Oh, boy. Uh, so he observes the president's hands are smaller than his own, but not did not seem unusually so, and points out that he never saw Trump laugh, a sign Comey suspects of his deep insecurity, his inability to be vulnerable, or to risk himself by appreciating the humor of others. Yes! <laughs> Which, you know, again, I don't know if you need to... He said, that, uh, he said of that, so that's his interpretation of his observation that Trump never laughs, or has never laughed in it's his presence. It's a little presence. psychoanalysis. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump's telling everyone else, this Comey guy never cracks a joke. Yeah. This guy needs to lighten right. up a little exactly. bit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not laughing, damn it. I'm not laughing. Comey suspects Trump's deep insecurity is inability to be vulnerable or to risk himself by appreciating the humor of others, which on reflection is really very sad in a leader and a little scary in a president, says Comey. All right. So you hate the guy, clearly. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you're trying to make an FBI-like legal argument, you could have stayed away from that crap. 304-page tell-all. It's only 304 pages. I'm happy to hear that. describes it. At least it's not 900 pages. Because he goes through his relationships with Bush and uh, Obama, and he talks about a number of other things that I think a lot of people probably are going to skip through. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading the thing. I'm sure, you know, he goes into his childhood as well. Growing up in Allendale, New Jersey. Taunted, body slammed in lockers, given wedgies. Because he was so tall? Uh, I don't know, but he talks about bullying in a way that I think is quite nice, quite powerful. Um, sure, he gave the um, he gave that speech on race and the, what it's like to be a police officer and how you can start out not racist, but if you're all if you're arresting lots oh, of people yeah. one color, it can it can tend to taint the the way you see things. I mean, that was great stuff. I remember that now. That was really good. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people at the bureau loved the guy. And, not but, and he feels like he can control the narrative of all the media and the presidential campaign, which is just way too much hubris. And can go ahead and get out in front of who's a legitimate president and who's not and guide the ship of state in the correct direction. Right, right. Yeah. That was yeah. a big mistake. Do you think he just loves the limelight? Well, yeah. that's what Trump said. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and you get two guys with, like, history-making hubris. Dealing with each other, there's going to be some dislike there. I think, and, it's, and I think there's plenty of dislike in you know either or both of them. There was an article the other day that might have been completely unfair because it was also subjective uh, viewing of Comey at a restaurant and how Comey was. People were coming up to him and he's signing autographs and he's posing for pictures and it's not. I mean, the most common thing is for somebody to become famous and kind of really like dig the whole. Hey, everybody's looking at me. 
thing. That's the most common human nature reaction. And uh, he went from being, most people don't, or in the past, most people didn't even know the name of the FBI director. Now he's a guy who goes out to the swankiest New York restaurants and people pose for pictures with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite possible he's fallen in love with that whole thing. Mm. I'm about to sneeze. Not out of my genitals. Let's hope. Because <laughs> I would report you to HR immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. I can't work around someone who sneezes out their genitals. I need my own studio or something. <laughs> um, so there you go. We may have exhausted the Comey book before nope. the interview even comes out. No way. There's Sunday more. Night. There's more. There's the whole loyalty. I expect loyalty. I need loyalty. I want more unfounded conjecture interpretation of his actions from James Comey. That's that's what I'm looking for uh, through the interview and the, the the book highlights. That's the, the the things where he interprets various small interactions yeah. and extrapolates large yeah. character Trump flaws. Trump didn't out laugh, of it. therefore, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was determined not to give the president any hint of assent to this demand, so I gave silence instead. I stared at the soft white pouches under his expressionless blue eyes. I remember thinking in that moment that the president doesn't understand the FBI's role in American life. Trump broke the standoff by turning to other topics, Comey writes, speaking in torrents like an oral jigsaw puzzle. About the size of his inauguration crowd is free media coverage in the viciousness of the campaign. Uh, he also tried to convince Comey that he had knocked, not mocked disabled New York Times reporter Serge Kovaleski at a campaign rally then turned to the detailed allegations of sexual assault against him. There was no way he groped that lady sitting next to him on the airplane, he insisted. And the idea that he grabbed a porn star and offered her money to come to his room was preposterous. Yeah. Then Trump brought up the golden showers thing. You I swear to God, again. the Constitution has been less discussed than the Russian wee-wee session. I've heard more about it today than I have in my entire life, which is on purpose. Maybe that's your thing. It's not mine. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Don't look at me when you say something like that. All right. Well, that's enough. That's enough. Oh, and then then Comey, that's not enough. Then Comey goes into the Bill O'Reilly interview of Trump. Oh, cool. Hey, one quick thing. He's a we, killer, O'Reilly told Trump. What do you think of ABC's decision with the biggest get they've had in years going up against 60 Minutes to release all this pee-pee talk clips? What do you think of that? That's an interesting decision by ABC, isn't it? Not the constitutional stuff, not the stuff that could actually be involved in impeachment. They just go with the PP stuff. It's yellow journalism, Jack. <laughs> All righty. Uh, what do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, they're called the Cohen tapes. Trump's personal lawyer's recordings may now be in the hands of the feds. We're going to get into that. And it turns out wine and beer can shorten your life. I'm sorry, it's science. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I got a new dirtiest thing you ever come in contact with. You know how that's always your computer keyboard or whatever. Oh Stay boy. tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. What up? So you remember the Super Bowl interview, Trump and O'Reilly, in which... O'Reilly, or Trump complimented Russian President Vlad Putin, and O'Reilly said, but he's a killer. The president replied, a lot of killers. There are a ton of killers. We've got a lot of killers. What do you think? Our country's so innocent? Trump then fumed to Comey about the media criticism he received. I gave a good answer. 
Really, it was a great answer. I gave a really great answer. Then said, you think it was a great answer, right? And Comey replied, we aren't the kind of killers that Putin is. Trump apparently did not take the correction well. The president's eyes changed, his jaw tightened, and Reince Priebus escorted Comey out of the room. Hmm. That could have been when it soured right there. Could be James Comey Savage's uh, Loretta Lynch in the book, according to the New York Post. Of course, hardly anybody's reporting this. But Comey writes, she had a tortured, half-out, half-in approach to the Clinton email investigation. He said he even considered calling for a special prosecutor to be appointed to oversee the probe because of Lynch's ambivalence. He thought the attorney general was so not the right person for this. He thought they needed a special prosecutor. And that's something. Yeah. Yeah, she was just ridiculous. But he, he also Crooked as a corkscrew. He also says a, uh, let me quote it just to get this right, because this is pretty important. He said a world-class FBI team investigated Hillary Clinton for a year, and all of them, to a person, believed there was no prosecutable case. But then again, why did you come out and then and, and, and decide to give her the rough side of your tongue before you said you didn't? For like 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, lawyers for President Trump and his personal attorney, Michael Cohen, have told a federal judge in New York that they believe some of the documents and devices seized from Cohen during that FBI raid are protected by attorney-client privilege, and they want a chance to review all the material that was taken before prosecutors get to examine them. Mm. This, as it's being reported, the FBI may have gotten its hands on recorded conversations between the president and his personal attorney when they raided Cohen's office and home this week. The Washington Post is reporting that Cohen recorded the conversations before and during the 2016 campaign. The people he taped and under what circumstances is not known, but the Post reports He recorded both personal and business conversations and then would play them back for others as pretty much standard practice. In at least one instance, he reportedly used recordings of a Trump campaign official to show that he had something to use against that person if needed. Whoa. Man, he's a knuckle cracker and a kneecap capper. Is that legal? Can you do that? In New York, you can, apparently. Single-party uh, con- consent state. Mm-hmm. You know, which which uh, protects you constitutionally from unwarranted wiretaps, but doesn't protect you from ne'er-do-wells. You know, private party right. ne'er-do-wells. Right. The U.N. Security Council still holding that emergency meeting about the crisis in Syria. U.S. Ambassador... I hope they come out with a strong statement. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley saying that President Trump hasn't made a decision yet about possible actions in Syria. And she had this reaction to Russia's claim the chemical attack in Syria was staged and directed by Britain. We know who did this. Our allies know who did this. Russia can complain all at once about fake news. But no one is buying its lies and its cover-ups. Britain's U.N. ambassador calls the Russian military assertion that the U.K. staged the attack a blatant lie. Meanwhile, tomorrow, the independent chemical weapons inspectors should be at that area in Syria to try and gather evidence and figure out what happened. Well, some people feel like so. The the window for uh, an attack is over once the investigators get on the ground. I don't know. This window. We're not going to bomb the town that just got gassed anyway. I mean, uh, it's not going to help anybody. Bomb the inspectors. <laughs> That'll show them. Inspect this. A new uh, s- sir, those are our allies. Oh, no. A new study is saying an extra glass of wine 
or uh, beer or another Extra beer. from the previous five I've had? Yes, will shorten your life. Yeah, this study should shut up. Britain's University of Cambridge researchers say their findings show each glass of wine or pint of beer over the recommended daily limit knocks a half hour off the expected lifetime of a 40-year-old. Deal. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> you, well, yeah, I'm willing to trade that. It's, this was a really good drink, worth a half an hour. <laughs> Yeah, the, the goal of life is not to extend it as long as possible. It's to make it as fulfilling as possible. And finding the right balance of time and right. wine for you right. to make that fulfillment right in. Yeah. Do, do what you do best. Sweet spot. It's easy for someone your age to say that. I would like to ask somebody who's, uh, you know, I don't know, 85 if they feel the same way. Right. I don't know. They might still feel the same way. Study found people who down more than seven drinks a week can expect to die sooner than those who drink less. And have more fun. In the U.S., the current <laughs> recommendation is no more than seven drinks a week for women, but 14, who you? But 14 drinks for men. Yeah, I don't like you either. <laughs> and lastly... What if the, I do it all on one day? Is that is that fine? Yeah. One well, evening. Lastly, in the world of sport, the Seattle Seahawks had arranged for Colin Kaepernick to work out for the uh, team this week. But they put it off when he wouldn't assure them that he would stop kneeling during the national anthem if he is signed. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? He had a shot and wouldn't even consider the idea of the standing for the national anthem. So they're like, okay, well, we just don't want to deal with that headache. It would have been an interesting fit because that team in particular has some of the best outspoken athletes on the subject matter in terms of their their understanding of the issues, not just kind of regurgitating the the headlines or mm-hmm. the, the talking points. I thought that would have been a really good fit for him because they seem to be very active in wanting to further the conversation. But if the, the actual on the field thing is the, the sticking point, I guess. There you go. You know, I've got having that extra drink every single day of the year for 30 years taking about seven and a half days off your life. Sold. That's no big deal. Who wouldn't make that bargain? That last week's not going to be a barrel of laughs anyway. (laughs) So so what? say that again? Well, if I got the math right, Right? if it's a half hour off your life per drink, Mm -hmm. 365, it's, you know, like 182 hours uh, a year. Is that right? Times three. That doesn't sound right to me. I may have to redo that math. <laughs> redo the math. You know, you know what my problem is? I'm trying to do it sober. Even if it was a month. <laughs> yeah. A lifetime of that extra drink for a month longer at the end of your life. How does it make you feel? I love that glass of wine in the evening. It makes me feel chipper. Yeah, but you said that glass of wine, not ten glasses of wine. Well, yeah, but I'm having one extra glass of wine oh, okay. per night every single night of my life and, in this scenario. And that's on top of the five you already had? What no, are you just doing? One recommended per <laughs> what day. are you, James Comey over here? Why the character assassination? I'll redo the math and get right back and to you, you folks. of all people, you're going to be having your first drink here in like a half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you, drunkie! (laughs) Move along, there's nothing to see here. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Squeeze the bird. You're about to belly up to the bar yourself. What are you growing, Joe This day will not soon be forgotten, Marshall. (laughs) Just wait till Joe Getty's memoirs come out. Oh, I'm working on them. Hey, surprising governor's poll in California that came out the other day. We probably ought to hit. Gavin Newsom has had a double-digit lead all through. Ah, yes, but what independent voters say may shock you. Stay tuned. Among other things coming up during the petering out on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Believe it or not, I have one more Comey book note. Okay. He describes uh, receiving an emotional call from John Kelly, then Homeland Security Secretary. He's now the chief of staff. Quote, he said he was sick about my firing and that he intended to quit in protest. He said he didn't want to work for dishonorable people who would treat someone like me in such a manner. I urged Kelly not to do that, arguing that the country needed principled people around this president, especially this president. Kelly did not resign. Two and a half months later, he was named White House Chief of Staff. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting on a couple of levels. One, how happy is uh, Kelly with him putting that in a book? Probably not real, unless yeah. he's intending to go out the door soon. That would be an interesting question to ask. Although i got to admit, that whole paragraph, and every word of it might be true, but the whole paragraph is written as if Comey is wearing a white toga with a laurel leaf on his head and a white steed by his side wearing some sort of gold <laughs> medallion of honor. I mean, it's just so, so self-serving. Yeah, But and- maybe it's true. I don't know. If he'd have an instance here or there where he'd say, I really screwed that one up, it might help me uh, believe the rest of it. But every- Or does he ever say something like, Trump is not the least uh, bit concerned about upsetting the status quo, for instance. Went right after China on trade. Does he ever say anything positive? He might in his book. I don't know. I don't Nobody's, know. You know. Well, nobody would print that. Right. In the lame stream media. Um, news outlets always want a close political race, just like uh, broadcasters want the game to seem like it's tighter than it actually is. They're down by 30, but with their high-powered offense, they could come back at any minute. Don't tune away. Mm. This is a dog of a game. Uh, you don't want to say that with a governor's race in California either. But, uh, so the headline rivals inch up on Newsom in governor's race, new poll says, got my attention. It's not quite as exciting as I was hoping it was, but the Public Policy Institute poll Gavin Newsom continues to enjoy double-digit leads overall, but among independents, he's now tied with Republican John Cox. Among independents, and independents are the fastest-growing political group in California. So I'm not sure that's going to do John Cox any good for this race, Mm. but for the future, with the fastest-growing political group in the state. um, But the earlier it is, the more name recognition counts. Sure. Oh, yeah. And when you see, say, double digit, is it 11 points or 98? Uh, I think it's a dozen. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. The, Interesting. But tied with Republican among independents. Hmm. It's hard to imagine Gavin Newsom not being the governor of California. He looks like the governor of California. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and independents, uh, what percentage of the electorate are independents compared to Democrats who outnumber Republicans? Well, yeah, the only reason I bring it up is because it is the fastest growing group and has yeah. been for years. Okay, so yeah, I, you know what? I'm I'm warming to your analysis. It may not bear a lot of fruit now, but it, it's going to be worth watching. Gavin Newsom looks like the governor of California. He has for years. Yeah. You know, he's a politician. He's really a uh, fairly moderate pro-businessy guy, or has been anyway through his life. But he swung way, way left on the social issues, you know, for his Bay Area audience. And, yeah, you know, he may believe all of that stuff, too, but he kind of mutes his his moderate side these days. 
Well, that's fine. It's the um, business he's in. What do I want to focus on as we head the out lion the door? skunk. You got this turtle I mentioned, the right. Mary River turtle, one of the most striking creatures on the planet. I guess a picture, um, it, it sometimes has algae on its head because the way it lives, and it looks like it's a, a green-haired punk rockin' turtle. So people have uh, kind of, uh, they groove to that, Jack. Uh, plus, gill-like organs within its cloaca, an yeah. orifice used by reptiles for excretion and mating. Hey, I know what those are. So when they have, well, the turtle's hiney. Isn't mine used for excretion and mating? Well, yeah. 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 Thought it, thought it was. But, Seems to be. But this is a, the any. I excrete and I've had a kid. The innie. What did you tell us all about it? We followed you. Okay. But this is the innie that is used for excretion and mating. The same part. And and this is a trick. Tell me you can do this. And breathing. It can't do that. It can breathe well, maybe with I its can. junk. Maybe I can. Hold on Lay a second. In the, <laughs> I tell you what. You come over. You lie in my pool. I'm going to plug my nose in my mouth and I'm going to try to breathe out my mouth. I don't seem to be able to. Wow. Uh, the so, tubes don't uh, seem uh, to be lined up. Something's wrong. So it's endangered anyway. The top of the endangered reptile list, Jack, is the Madagascar big-headed turtle. Very endangered. Way to breathe out your wee-wee there, strange turtle. High praise. Thank you. I say final. You say thoughts. Final. Thoughts. Final. Yes! Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? Positive Sean, your final thought? Yes, at the Cinemaplex this weekend, if you're a Wes Anderson fan like I am, you like uh, dry, melancholy humor, brilliant color palettes, impressively symmetrical sets, you want to check out Isle of Dogs, opening when it's wide release this weekend. Okay. I do love Wes Anderson. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Want to give you a quick viewing update, a viewing chip update. It looks like the James Comey interview is going to be aired Sunday night at 10 p.m., not 7 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern? No, 10 p.m. West Coast, it looks like. What? No! No! Stop lying! Well, check it at 7, then check it at 10. Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, signs of middle age. I'm becoming less um, ashamed of using coupons. They're starting to make more sense to me. The there you go. Sandals and socks are just a few years away. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, I do. Opinion piece in the USA Today. Doesn't matter who wrote it. I thought it was interesting, this headline. America is done with adults like Paul Ryan. Lowest common denominator culture has no use for sober, dignified figures. Ah, uh, you know, the book, the PP talk that ABC News right. decided to highlight as part of the interview. I just, I think that is maybe where we are. Lowest common denominator culture. Yeah, yeah. My final thought is, some of you, I'm sure, think that James Comey needed to write this book. He needed to alert America to the realities that he saw. But I'm picturing writing my own memoir in this style, and I wouldn't do it. Because it's rude and it's mean. Sean, Golden State Warriors win the first round oh, without yeah. without Curry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah What's they, wrong they, with they Curry? Should, he's hurt. Yeah, just coming back from injury. Should be back for the second round uh, at some point. They sh- they would probably make the Western Conference Finals without Curry. Wow, that's something. Durant is stepping up as the leader of the team, which he might ultimately end up being anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, playoffs start this weekend. I'm seeing the James Comey interview airing at 10, 9 central, which usually means 10 eastern, 9 central, 7 pacific. But I don't check your local listings. Yeah. I trust you guys to figure it out. No way it airs at 10 o'clock west coast time. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some great links for you. You're saying, yeah, Hanson, it's going to air at yeah. 10 o'clock yeah. west yeah. coast time? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All but damned. We planted our flags. We'll see who's right on Monday. Yeah. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Knott's Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.